is the Odd and Offbeats podcast. Hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-rushing Louis Fox. That's right. I have to go to the bathroom so bad. No, like, we're <laughs> recording right now, and you're like, I gotta go. I yeah. don't even have time to do this. Yeah, I lost 90 minutes of my morning, and then... That's how important this is to you, Louis, that you don't, <laughs> you just, you... Put it five minutes before you have to go do something. Exactly. Exactly. Now you did a something major. You got a haircut. I did. I shaved all the beautiful locks off. And even the barber was like, are you sure you want to do this? This is the most beautiful hair I've ever seen. Did you donate it to like the locks of love or you just scrapped it? Uh, I just scrapped it. I, I took a piece of hair and put it in a plastic bag to give my, to my best friend because she was constantly telling me I needed to cut my hair. So I figured that would be a good gift to give her. Nice. When I was a kid, I gave her a dreadlock when I cut my dreadlocks off. <laughs> and now she has hepatitis for the rest <laughs> of her life. Yeah. And she threw it away like the next week. And like for 20 years, I thought she was holding on to it. And then I asked her about it and she's like, oh yeah, I threw that away. Like the next day I'm like, wow. This was yeah. a piece of me. <laughs> so I'm going to give her a lock of my grayish curly hair. Nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, I did have second thoughts when I was walking in. I was like, do I really want to do this? But ultimately, I can't do tricks in my show <laughs> with that, that hair. <laughs> Long hair. Now, when, um, where did you get your hair cut? It's like a super cuts or something. Oh, you went for the $9.99 special for your first cut in over a year? I would. I was like you, Louie. I was in a rush. <laughs> I had stuff to do. I had horses to feed. I had parents to feed. I had, you should have uh, just put oats in your mane and let the horses chew it off. Yeah, that would have been a great idea. <laughs> I'll offer that as an excursion to people if they want to come out to the farm and get their hair did by the, the old uh, oat stallion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Erica. It, it actually what it made me realize is that I did gain a lot of weight during COVID because I'm like my face is chunky as shit. Yeah, did you weigh the hair? No, I didn't. Oh, my hair doesn't black. Sure, it does. Much. Does your neck feel better now? You can move your head at all different angles with no stress. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't ten pounds of hair, but it was like you know, it was, it was, it was. There was a moment where I was like, ah, man, I wish I didn't have to do this, but it's, yeah, it's okay, it's fine. It was only, a, it was only eighteen months in the making. Did they charge you extra? It's like when you go to haven't been to the dentist for a while, and they charge you for the deep clean instead of the regular clean. Oh no! <laughs> they were like this haircut, twenty seven dollars. How hard is it to buzz hair? That's the thing. Is you're buzzing hair. It doesn't matter if it's long or short. It's the same amount of work, I would assume. You got to keep. You got the disposal fees. You're yeah, I don't know. Jamming up. Anyway, the trash yeah, this is going on. All right, well let's let's hurry this up, Louis, so you can get to doing what you got to do. All right, to the stories. Let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from usatoday.com. That's a news source more reliable than using a camel as your town's water supply. <laughs> well, it depends on the size of the town. <laughs> or, or the camel. 
<laughs> right? I mean, what happens to your town is like two people. <laughs> you put Maybe you'd use it for water and milk. Yeah, you would need one of those two hump camels for two people. <laughs> so the story goes, Florida town accidentally sells water tower for $55,000. I don't know. Like, I would imagine, you know, if it's a fixer-upper water tower, that's probably uh, not an accident. That's a... Oh, yeah. You, you <laughs> scout out. You're like, I can fix that up and flip it. I'm going to flip a water tower. <laughs> this is the next episode of Property Brothers. <laughs> In the headline, it says, Sometimes we make mistakes. And, like, honestly, I don't think like accidentally selling a water tower should follow under making a mistake. Like, you know, we do make, all make mistakes, like leaving the water on, forgetting to brush your teeth, forgetting to tell your dad you stole and wrecked the car. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this seems <laughs> like a very, uh, a, an egregious error. Yes. Yes. It's not, it, it's not an oopsie daisy. A small Florida town's error resulted in one man temporarily receiving a free gift with his purchase, the town's water tower. That's crazy though, that how like the deeds like you get, Lot number 23 plus a water tower. Well, usually you get like a t-shirt or something with like signing up, (laughs) signing your name to something, not a water. I would sign more things if I got a water tower. (laughs) Brooksville City Council made the mistake when businessman Bobby Reed approached them in April about buying a small business and garage under the tower, the Tampa Bay Times reported. I love that he wants to open a business under the water tower. (laughs) He's like, what's your address? water tower look for the water tower look up. it's a leak repair shop <laughs> he's a flood insurance company <laughs> here's here's how good i how confident i am with my insurance i'm living under a janky water tower <laughs> after the fifty-five thousand dollar purchase reed got the parcel he wanted for a personal training studio and unexpectedly the city's water tower i'd be like we're the most hydrated personal training studio ever Right? Like he's really committed to this. You must drink water commitment. (laughs) It wasn't until Reed went to the county property appraisers officer to get the address for his new business. When he learned of the city's blunder, I immediately went through the necessary steps to deed the water tower back to the city of Brooksville. Reed said in an email to NPR. So the water tower is just like living on his property rent free. That's messed up. Yeah. I, I wouldn't deed it back to him. I'd sell it back to him for $40,000 and like free water for life, right? Yeah, I'd sell it back for, to $55,001. So you make a profit. <laughs> the tower was accidentally sold to Reed because of legal descriptions where the building he wanted to buy was never split off from a parent property where the tower, where the water tower is based. Mark Kutney, the Brooksville city manager, told NPR. I don't know where the blame falls here. Brooksville City Council member Blake Bell told the Tampa Bay Times, we're council members and we rely on the city manager. We assume that he has done his due diligence. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who did it, but it was definitely the council, the the city manager. Right? Way to throw him under the bus, Blake Bell. Jeez. (laughs) I know. What a great leader. (laughs) Someone does not have my back. I would not go out and uh, wreck havoc with that guy. He's the first one that's going to fold when the cops show up. Right? Reed did transfer the warranty deed back to the city on May 14th after owning the tower for more than a week. And uh, they did a pool party in that week. (laughs) He made an awesome water slide. (laughs) John peed in the pool, so that's not my bad. He told NPR he never got the keys or had access to the property. There was $10 fee to, there was a $10 fee to give it back. That's We're, insane. He had to pay $10 to give the, 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 the city back its water tower. 
Well, and he never got the keys back. He's like, well, technically I never even got it. Like yeah. in the, in the contract, it says it's not mine until I get the keys. So they need, the, I love how he has to go to the city and they still make him pay $10. I know you should waive that filing fee. That's, that's how mess how like janked up the bureaucracy is. It says we're human. Couldn't he said, sometimes we make a mistake. And then there's a photo. And I don't know if this is the actual water tower, but there's like a sewage plant spewing sewage <laughs> right next to the water tower. Do you that, see that photo? That water is green and foamy. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a different story. That's a different story. Okay. Jesus. Like, why would you pair that then? Uh, what do you think, Louie? I think, I mean, good on the guy for giving it back. Bad on the city for charging him $10. Yeah, and I would have honestly kept it personally. Like, and then I would have held they, it for ransom. Yeah, when they came for the water, I'd be like, "Oh, sorry, you're trespassing on private property. I need a forty-four thousand dollar or uh, uh, entrance fee." Yeah, and then you rack your shotgun. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right, I like it. Yep. story part the this story comes from the popular the jerusalem post.com that's a new source more reliable than the police fingerprinting a prosthetic hand you don't think uh they have identifiable fingerprints on prosthetic hands that's what makes people with no hand no real hands the best cat burglars right although we did do the story about the guy with no arms who had stabbed a guy oh yeah that in miami yeah. I'm just saying, I think uh, that's why the guy in The Fugitive got away. They couldn't find who it was. <laughs> because he only had one arm. <laughs> All right, story goes, Michelangelo's fingerprint possibly found on 500-year-old statue. I like how they're like, we might have found this, or it could just be a smudge. It's actually the fingerprint on the statue's finger. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be pretty, like, some 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 out there art, right? Yeah. Like you're committed to like the realness of this. You're putting fi- carving ping- fingerprints into the statue's fingers. Well, I, I do think it's a little weird that it was like they automatically jumped to the conclusion that it's Michelangelo's fingerprint and not like one of the five hundred million people have probably transported this or moved this statue or even themselves within a 500 year span the guy the guy who notes it like takes his fingers like look it's right there and pokes it. he's like oh <laughs> coincidentally i have the same fingerprints as michelangelo <laughs> uh, coincidentally i am michelangelo <laughs> Experts at the Victoria and Albert Museum in London believe they have found one of Michelangelo's fingerprints on a small wax statue, CNN reported on Friday. The so, fingerprint- so what do you do with this information if it is his? You're like, now we have Michelangelo's fingerprint and we can tie him to the Black Dahlia murders? Yeah, I would imagine it would make the statue more valuable, right? Oh, you know, you have like this little sort of impression that is not on any of his other works. I imagine mm-hmm. they could sell it for more. But then you process it and it's just the, the Ninja Turtles. 
<laughs> the fingerprint was found on a wax model when it was transferred back from storage the museum shared on its website. It had been moved to a cooler location in basement storage to protect it from a heat wave. The curators believe that the fluctuation temperatures caused a chemical change in the material, relieving revealing the print wait so it wasn't there before and they started melting it and it pops up this, yeah right this feels like it was the custodian's thumbprint right well i love how that that sentence like the fluctuating temperatures cause a chemical change in the material aka ruining the, <laughs> the, the wax sculpture <laughs> aka we're horrible at our jobs it is an exciting prospect that one of Michelangelo's prints could have survived in the wax, senior curator Peta Motour told the BBC. Such marks would suggest the physical presence of the creative process of an artist. It is where mind and hand somehow come together. A fingerprint would be a direct connection with the artist. What I would think the art is the physical presence of the creative process of the artist, right? Well, that whole, that whole sentence was like just ridiculous. Like, it's mm -hmm. a fingerprint would be a direct connect it's just like did you really need to say that like we know that fingerprints are tied to people it means this was made by a man not a machine <laughs> the wax figurine is over 500 years old created as a model for a far larger statue according to the museum website preparatory statues are not designed to last and the model with the fingerprint is one of only a few surviving i like that it was just basically like old-timey play-doh that, <laughs> that we're all excited about yeah, right. I would imagine it'd be harder to keep a wax model sort of intact because it's wax, yeah. right? The wax model was used as a draft for an unfinished marble statue called A Slave, which depicts a naked figure with its arm thrown across its face, according to CNN. The piece was originally commissioned for the tomb of Pope Julius II at St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican in Rome, according to the museum. While the tomb's design was ambitious with over 40 figures like a slave, both the tomb and statue were unfinished. That's what I want on my tomb is art of a slave. <laughs> yeah, 40 figures of that, right? <laughs> yeah. I wonder why it went unfinished. Did the guy not die or like what? what because they say the tomb itself is not finished. Yeah, and, and the figurine. I'm guessing that reality struck. And he's like, you know what? I don't know if I want my tomb adorned with slaves. Well, and it's weird that it's unfinished because it's been 500 years. It's like, why are they not stepping it up? <laughs> the Catholic Church does work at a slow pace in all things. It's on some super deep back burner stuff. Every board meeting, they're like, we'll table that till next month. <laughs> they Not only did they find Michelangelo's fingerprint, they've also found the tracing of David's penis. <laughs> They also found the union contract to make the tomb. <laughs> they also decided that Michelangelo was a slave uh, by the Catholic Church. And they also learned that Michelangelo invented procrastination. <laughs> All right, what do you think about this, Louis? I mean, I think it's fun that they found it. The problem is I don't think it's what they think it is. Yeah, I mean... It's hard to say they, they found a fingerprint and just to out of all the people that have probably handled this to think that it's Michelangelo's, it's kind of crazy to even think that if there's no yeah. other, you know, there was no internet FBI database back then. <laughs> yeah, they're running it through all the fingerprints on the computer. They're uploading it to Interpol. <laughs> yeah, right. They're cross-referencing with 23andMe. <laughs> this statue has seven other statues that it could be related to. <laughs> Three of which are in the slaves. 
<laughs> right? Like they, they, they put it in the database. They're like 70% chance that this is Michelangelo, 80% chance that this is related to Genghis Khan. <laughs> 30% chance it's related to that statue of General Lee that just got pulled in Charleston. All right. I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can do so on our website, which is oddandoffbeat.com. You can also support us on Patreon. That's right. Just go to oddandoffbeat.com, hit the Patreon link, and you get all sorts of sweet, sweet odd and offbeat swag. That's true. And you get some shout outs, and it's very cheap. It's like two bucks a month, and you get an extra bonus episode uh, monthly. So check that out. And we do appreciate those who you are already supporting us. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox? This week. So from the 27th through the 31st, I'll still be performing uh, with World of Wonders at the North Dakota State Fair. Come by, check it out. Also on the 27th, from afar, I'll be celebrating my 19th anniversary to my lovely bride. Oh, so, so. <laughs> I, thought I was waiting her name, but I guess you wanted to leave that out of the program. <laughs> I can say... I'll be celebrating my 19th birthday with Carrie Lynn. So, oh, do you, is, do you still call her the, your bride? Is that? No, no I was just trying to spice it up for the podcast. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, it sounded a little weird. <laughs> like she still wears her wedding dress around or something. She does, she does wear the veil, but it's a morning <laughs> veil. All right. Well, congratulations. 19 years. You're going to do something uh, exciting like going away on the road by yourself. <laughs> yes. Well, Very one, one year they went on and she booked an anniversary cruise and didn't tell me. No. I was working in Montana. She didn't even invite me. It was amazing. Now, <laughs> where can they catch you? Let County Fair in Big Piney, Wyoming. Which oh, the is, BP. Uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, have you been there? No. Oh, okay. It's out by Jackson, uh, Jackson Hole, which is the ski lodge there, which is... Uh, in the middle of Wyoming. So come on out and check it out. I'll be doing a show and hopefully I will have remembered my show by then. And uh, yeah, working out some new material, man. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Super exciting to watch Matt figure it out. <laughs> it is. Those are the best shows. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today, folks. Of course, we want to thank you so much for listening. Again, send us a message, info at onoffbeat.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or news stories that you want us to look over, we would greatly appreciate it. We want to hear from you. So thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.